The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you've been hurt in a car accident or slip and fall, then call a law office of Seltzer Mayberg at 855-5000-LAW or go to onecalllegal.com. Mention 5 Reasons Sports to get a free consultation. With 24-7 availability, they'll make sure you work directly with an attorney to get you the compensation that you deserve. Once again, 855-5000-LAW. That's Seltzer Mayberg. Let me introduce you to another sponsor, bestever.com. That is B-S-T-E-V-R.com. Bestever.com is a fantasy sports simulator that uses real-life data to simulate hypothetical situations. For example, ever wondered if Dan Marino could win a Super Bowl with a top 10 running game? We all have. You can do that with bestever.com. Let's say the Dolphins are in the running for a big free agent. Just add them to the current team and simulate games to see how it can turn out. Just open a free account and start building your own story and have bestever.com spit out game stories just for you. Bestever is not only fun to use, but has many uses beyond just curiosity. Go to bestever.com. That's B-S-T-E-V-R.com. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a revolutionary new daily fantasy game whereby you pick two, three, or four players to go over or under their fantasy point projections, and if you're correct, you win. Pick two or more players from the same sport or league or go cross leagues for your parlay. Use the promo code 5, that's F-I-V-E, 5, and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. But first, sign up at prizepicks.com to start winning today. Welcome to 3 Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards for Carry. I'm Alfredo Artiaga. Simon Clancy is here. Christopher Kaufman is here. And we're going to be talking about wide receivers. But first, as always, we're brought to you by Manscaped. Use 5RSN for 20% off. And, of course, Biscayne Bay Brewing. You could get him at... Publix, Total Wine, have it delivered to you via Instacart. Visit them at BiscayneBayBrewing.com. All right, Simon, if you ask anybody after last year, what was the problem with this team? Everybody would say, well, you know, the skill guys, skill position guys, you know, they were bad. And if you look deeper into the advanced stats, you could see why. No yak. Nobody got any yards after the catch. Separation was terrible, and if you look at next-gen stats on the NFL website, the worst separation guy was A.J. Green at 1.7 yards. Second guy was Devontae Parker. The third guy was Mike Gusecki, which tells you all you need to know. But if you ask most people, they would say, you know what, they need an upgrade at wide receiver. First of all, do you agree? And are they going to start doing that come the 17th? In free agency, Simon. I mean, they should. 
um, because they need a serious upgrade. Um, I have to say that the more I think about it, the closer we get to the draft and the more I just work through the receivers in this draft for the draft book, I do not believe that the Dolphins will take either Jamal Chase or Devonta Smith uh, in the first round. Uh, I don't think they'll take a receiver at three if they stay. They might if they move down. I just think there are too many receivers in this draft. I mean, you look at it, you know, Smith, Chase, Waddle, obviously, but then, you, you know, Rashad Bateman, Kadarius Tony, Terrace Martin. There are so many yak guys, Rondell Moore, yak guy, Amon Rasen Brown, just, you know, he's Jarvis Landry. Um, you know, really good player. D. Eskridge, you know, Antonio Brown vibes, Gallons of Toughness, Yak, Monster, Elijah Moore, exactly the same package as Kadarius Tony. three 200-plus yard games in 2020. Amari Rogers, second biggest Yak guy over the past four years behind Devonta Smith, Diami Brown. I mean, Stefan Diggs with 10.700 metre speed. You know, Tylen, you know, this is like the 10th or 12th Tylen Wallace. You know, I mean... Tamori and Terry. I mean, Tamori and Terry could... could Tutu Atwell, Demetric Felton. (laughs) You know, Shai Smith, Tutu Atwell. Pretty good class, huh? Nico Collins. I mean, Wapfilia is a really good player. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of yak guys. uh, And I've said it on the pod before. It wouldn't surprise me if they weeded out, you know, Ford gone, Grant gone, you know, Hearns gone. Mm. You know... Would press press and Williams have played ten games in two years? You know the upside is there, but you know, at what point do you kind of worry about you know some of the drops, some of the the separation quickness or lack thereof? You know, we've got nobody who can make a catch and and, and take the ball down the field. You know, Albert Wilson maybe, but is Wilson going to come back? You know, no, nobody knows. Um, you know, so we we need guys who can create with the ball in their hands. You know, the quarterback needs help. He needs help in the running game, but he needs help out on the perimeter. He needs help in the slot. He needs guys who can take a five-yard pass and turn it into a 35. We don't have a lot of chunk plays in this offense, and they need chunk plays in this offense. So whether that comes in free agency, um, I mean, to me, I think that they will take probably a receiver in round two and a receiver in round three. That's that's probably what I'd do as we stand here today. Obviously, I reserve the right to change my mind. <laughs> between now and then but you know the receiver class and free agency is fantastic but again it goes back to what we talked about in last week's or the earlier show in the week in terms of the, the replacing the caravan noise you know are Miami really going to spend money on an Alan Robinson who's not a yak guy but you know a 32 year old T.Y. Hilton you know a Marvin Jones who's 31 a Corey Davis who's going to want you know some decent coin you know and then you go down and you look at the, the you know the really big monsters the Kenny Golladay's you know, the Curtis Samuels, the um, Chris Godwins, the Juju Smith-Schusters, the Nelson Aguilors, you know, is Miami going to spend that sort of cash? They might. They certainly need help, but I can't see them being involved, you know, if Godwin, Golladay, Smith-Schuster do hit free agency. I, I can't see them being involved in in that. Um, that just doesn't strike me as being in their financial wheelhouse. It might be, but I, I, I'd be shocked. I, I, I think this receiver class is so good in the draft that I think that's where they'll, they'll end up getting... The, the vast majority of the uh, of the receivers for 2021. Yeah, uh, I guess you so, you sold me too. I guess you know screw this this free agent class, but you know digging a little bit deeper into this free agent class, there's some guys, and we're gonna get into it in a little bit. But what you said is is really interesting. I want to get Chris's input here. Do you see it now a little bit more like Simon's way? Like you know why mess with this class when there's so much to draft, Chris? Or is there something, or would you like to 
you know, buy some veteran help at the position? The reason you would is whatever they do. Okay. Whatever they do. I just hope that they have a cohesive vision for, um, for how it all fits together because they're picking at number three overall. And so that, that means, you know, instead of the draft just handing you what it hands you, um, you have the choice, right? You have the choices of what you can do. You do have the choice of Devonta Smith if you want him. You have the choice of Jamar Chase if you want him. You have the choice of Kyle Pitts if you want him. Um, and that's somebody, if we're talking about receivers today, I'd like to talk about Kyle Pitts. But um, so I think that I think that whatever they do, there has to be a vision about it. And, you know, you could go a number of different ways, but it's all path dependent. If you get a Juju Smith-Schuster for the slot, you know, a bigger slot like Juju, and, and you do it because, uh, you know, he's got the he's got some a relationship with Tua. You think that the bigger slot would be helpful for Tua. Um, then there are other things that you've got to do with the offense in order to make that work. And, and one thing I will mention just real quick is, you know, that's not the, the rack no, or the yak numbers you're talking about. That's not all their fault. Okay. That's um, the, it's, it's a Chan Gailey offense. that's not built for, for run after catch, quite frankly. Mm. Um, and that's, and it's, and it's a quarterback that isn't, it's a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick that isn't built for run after catch either. Um, you know, he likes to throw those jump balls everywhere. He likes to throw the jump ball to, to Devontae Parker and likes to throw the jump ball to Mike Kosicki. And, and that's just the way it ended up being. So, um, so it's not all their fault. And if you did look at say the Cardinals game, which is probably two of his best game of the year, um, you know, he did have a full complement of weapons. He did have Preston Williams in the game and it didn't look so bad. You know, it didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. he had the other guys, he had Devontae Parker. So, I mean, we'd, we'd say, Hey, the skill position guys sucked. But there were times when we actually had everybody out there and it didn't look so bad. But anyway, but we do, I, I, I agree, we do need to, uh, probably a whole revamp of the unit. I just want it to be cohesive. Like, why would we get T.Y. Hilton? Well, I'll tell you why we would get T.Y. Hilton. He may be 32 years old, but he's a guy, he's still a guy that can take the top off the defense. He's fast. And he's also a guy that is versatile. You know, you can still use him on a bunch of, you can throw screens to him. You can use him on jet suites and stuff and stuff like that. Um, he's still got that to him, I think personally. And, uh, and, and so that, what does that do? Well, that fits. If you get Kyle Pitts at number three, and so now you're looking at a, a personnel grouping where you got Pitts and Gasicki on the insides and Parker and somebody else on the outsides well T.Y. Hilton fits that other on the outside really well in that package and gives Mm -hmm. you the gives you the ability to move these guys around and cover all your bases and have the the proper you know combination of skill and um and variability uh in order to make that personnel grouping work so, yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's got to be about the cohesive vision. It's got to be about, you know, OK, Will Fuller. Well, what can he do? Well, he, you know, he takes the top off the defense too. Um, Brandon Cooks, are you going to get him? He takes the top off of a defense. Um, you know, that's that's what it is. If you're if you're going for some of these other guys, Curtis Samuel, not the same player right? Not the same player. He's, he's fast. Sure. But, uh, he's, he's a gadget guy kind of still, he's a, um, he's a guy, jet he's the Cadillac version. Screens, yeah, he's the, you know, short passes. Yeah. He's the Cadillac version of Lynn Bowden is what he is. 
Yeah, yeah, basically the Cadillac version of Lynn Bowden. Yeah, basically. And and so so there's you know, you can go these different directions and it's okay. I don't mind if you go and get a Curtis Samuel if the reason that you're getting a Curtis Samuel is so that you don't have to use the number 18 on, you know, so and so or you you know what I mean? Like um I'm not sure what they're going to get paid. God only knows what these price tags are going to be. I think it is up in the air. Um, but you know, there's, there's guys out there that we've talked about before we've talked about, you know, some Simon's one of Simon's favorites, I think, uh, would be, um, you know, he's talking about Corey Davis and Josh Reynolds and stuff like that. I've, I've talked about in the past, you know, Keelan Cole, um, as a, as a, a really shifty slot guy, who's a little bit lengthier of a slot guy who could get open and catch some balls and really help us. But the main thing is, man, you gotta, you gotta get it all to fit together. And, um, and that's what, that's what I, now. And, and one thing I will say about the draft is I kind of feel like every year the draft is full of receivers. Uh, and there are, there, there are a lot of receivers in the draft every year that, that can play. And to the test, uh, as a testament, Simon named about 50 receivers and he still didn't even name, you know, some of the guys that, that I like, you know, like uh, um, um, actually you, Simon, you, first texted me about this guy austin Watkins, or mm. um you know sage surratt um <laughs> guys like that or warren jackson you know he's really good or um mm. jalen darden northern texas yeah. uh you know <laughs> we still Jamon didn't even get to all those des- yeah jamon osmond des fitzpatrick <laughs> yeah. we still didn't even get to all, to all those guys um so yeah there is definitely talent in the draft but there always is talent in the draft and and so i wonder you know it doesn't preclude you from going after, to me, a Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase, if that's where you've got them, um, you know, at the top, because you're going for one of those guys because you're pretty certain about those guys. Whereas, you know, yeah, you take Demetric Felton or Amon Ross, Nate Brown, but do you know what you're really going to get? And, and this is a team that had bad problems at receiver and needs to know what they're getting next year they need to know that what they're getting next year is better than what they got last year because if they don't it's going to be huge all right so let's take these one by one okay uh i picked out these guys because they fit the profile i dig some i did some digging digging today and i added a fourth name and when i say that name you you guys are going to say like you did some dicking No, some digging, <laughs> digging, digging, digging. I probably did a say couple dicking. of Lagos and did some dicking. No, I haven't done any dicking because I've been, you know, I've been married for like four thousand years, so I don't know what that's about. But was, anyway, was there a scat back involved? No, uh, I would say I wish, but you know. <laughs> Anyways, I did some digging, and these guys kind of fit the profile, and they also fit the money profile, which is they're not break the bank guys i'm going to go one by one i picked out four guys do you guys want the names right away or do you want, you want to go one by one just do well, we can we, let's do a, let's do a lightning round okay lightning like, round just, just, just yes or no yes or no stuff okay yes or no stuff i picked out four names ty hilton first fits the profile completely and i know he's been he's had some knickknack injuries but if you look at his game's for his career, it's 15, 16, 15, 16, 16, 16, 14, 10, 15. Career, nine yards per target. 8.2 last year. 
He's gonna. He's probably gonna finish the, his career with about eleven or twelve thousand yards receiving, maybe more, maybe 70, 80 touchdowns. This, this is a possible Hall of Fame career that he's working on. Bring him home, Simon. Um, he's just so banged up for me. He just gets nicked up all the time, and you know he's also thirty-two. And I just don't think he fits the profile of. He fits the profile. I don't think he fits the the profile that the Dolphins are looking at in terms of that sort of youth movement. So I think it will be a no from me. All right, Chris? Yes, yes, particularly depending on who else they get. If if they're going with a Kyle Pitts as a incredibly unique player and opportunity at number three, then yeah, it fits perfect. All right, that, that would be, it would be a huge yes for me. I would take a shot. You know, um, there was also some, although, you know, I don't know, you know, these are internet rumors, but, you know, take them with a grain of salt. But supposedly T.Y. Hilton would be very receptive to coming back down here and is not necessarily willing to break the bank with anybody because I don't think he's the type of guy that can break the bank at this stage of his career. All right. Name up name number two. He would be a yes for me. I like all four guys, by the way, but I have a preference that I guess we'll get to at the end. Name number two is Josh Reynolds, okay? Now, his yards per target are not, you know, career yards per target are not really there. He plays in an offense where, you know, he's 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 not going to get a lot of the, the best stuff. He's going to be – he's not going to be number one, two, or three in most cases in the progressions. This year, he got a little bit more run. His advanced stats do check out, especially in yak and in separation. He's big. He's physical. Seems to check out, Simon. Go to Chris first because I think I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to go with a no on this one. I'm going to say that uh, you know I I've always liked the player. I liked him a lot when he came out of college. Um, came out of Texas A&M, um, and I think he was in an offense that helped his yards after catch. I don't know if that's you know, kind of who he is, maybe it is, but you know, it didn't, it didn't strike me as who he was coming out of college. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, he's a, he's a big six foot three inch, 200 pound guy with four or five ish speed. Um, you know, I don't know that that's the profile that Miami needs right now. Uh, but again, it's going to depend on the, the overall vision. Uh, I think we've got De- Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. So I'm tempted to say no. All right, now this guy has secretly been, and he's probably a no for me. You didn't, you didn't go to Simon. So did, just oh. because he sneezed, you're not going to go to him? Oh, outrageous. <laughs> yes, that is outrageous. So, Simon, Josh Reynolds. I like him. I think he's a consistent player. I suppose the thing is that what does he bring that we don't already have? You know, he's kind of, you know, he's played a lot of snaps. You know, he plays well, as Chris just said, in that sort of 11 personnel dominated scheme that McVeigh runs um he's safe he's reliable but I think we have safe reliable you know I think he's I was looking the other day I think he had four or five drops in 160 odd targets over the last three years he's an outstanding run blocker um but you know I suppose the question would be what does he do that is different to anybody else so um I could imagine them looking his direction but I doubt they'll bring him in all right. Yeah. And he would probably a no for me if I had to stack him up against some of these other names and especially against this name. This guy has secretly been, 
which I guess this kind of this is already strike number one against him because he's been around for a long time. He's been secretly extremely productive for eight seasons. That's Marvin Jones. And a career 8.7 yards per target, which if I if I told you who was in that class, it's insane. You're talking Julio Jones. He's secretly, like I said, because nobody talks about him because he plays in Detroit, because Detroit is so bad. He's still productive. He was at 8.5 last year, and he had nine touchdowns. He's had nine touchdowns three of the last four seasons. Marvin Jones, it was earlier in this offseason where he, where it was supposedly, I don't know if it was him or somebody close to him, but everybody was saying, oh, he'd love to come to Miami. Since then, it seems like he would love to go to L.A. and join Matt Stafford. Simon, this is, I, I think it would be a home run signing. He does not give you yak, but he does give you separation. He catches the ball and he scores touchdowns. What do you think? He's also 58 years old. I just, again, I just don't see it. I just don't think 31, he fits the age 31. Profile. Yeah, I don't think, not for me. I just can't see it. I don't think he fits the age profile. I think there's other guys that if they're going to target, they would target. And for me, he wouldn't be one of them. Okay. That's disappointing and for me, really. Chris, Marvin Jones. You know, he fits, you, you know he fits the profile of is he fits the profile of all those veterans I talked about that are 30 plus years old that are going to be sitting out there like, you know, like like people floating in the water after the Titanic waiting to get rescued. I mean, they're, I mean that, and I think that that's, well, that's a what, terrible. That's terrible imagery because most of those people died. Well, horrendous. You know, so so be it. Um, so I think that he may find he may find that uh, he's not getting very many phone calls, very many offers, particularly if teams start to say, well, you know, he's just going to follow Matt Stafford. And then the team that has Matt Stafford is like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get you. And then they give him like a two and a half million dollar one year offer. Um, so which would, which would drive me insane. OK, if that happened. Well, well, I'm just saying so. Um, so you could see that happen with him. And if that does happen with him, you know, yeah, you could, you could see, he reminds me of Brian Hartline, um, you know, as far as, as far as his skill set. I mean, he can get open. He is a good um, outside, more outside than inside guy. I think uh, he does not, does not get yards after catch. Uh, no, he can't create separation. He's not the take the top off the guy defense. Um, some part of me just wonders if that's really what Miami needs to be looking at right now. But again, it's, it, it's also about who else they got. And you, if they got, if they got Jalen Waddle, you know, somehow uh, out of the draft, then yeah, maybe <laughs> I, might, I might think about Marvin Jones. Um, but you know, I think that uh, right now I'd kind of have to be a no, um, but also a wait and see because he might be, he might be Brock Marion basically, except at the uh, the the wide receiver position. All right. Uh, he's he's a yes for me. It's obvious, you know. He's a yes for me, and especially if he's going to be cheap. Good player. All right, this last one is, and, and don't laugh when I say his name, but the year that Devontae Parker was drafted, this guy, a little birdie, told me was a favorite inside of that front office in Davy, and he's been an absolute unmitigated bust for the beginning of his career. But he no, just turned in this. but he just turned in two decent seasons back to back. Okay. This one in Tampa. Step forwards, Brashad Perryman. One in New York. And you would think, okay, this is a big hulking wide receiver. Like this guy. No, no. He is among the best 
in yak the last two seasons in the NFL. And he has a better separation number than any of the guys I just mentioned. He's kind of on a hot streak these last two years. He has to be cheap. There's no way anybody's going to give him a lot of money. Simon Brashad Perriman. He's a great height, weight, speed guy, isn't he? I mean, he's got all the tools. And I thought he did have a really good season for the Bucks, But actually, I didn't think he was very good for the Jets. Uh, he dropped three passes, but apparently he caught 53.6% of the balls thrown his way, which isn't ideal. Um, I think if he's overcome the drops, then there's a lot to like about his potential, I think, in the right situation. But again, it's a no from me, Alf. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Simon is not buying anything I'm selling. Chris. Damn. <laughs> no, you know, actually I would here. And, and the reason is that, again, um, people know that I like Devonta Smith for, for the number three pick. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not married to him. Um, you know, I would certainly consider Panay Sol or, uh, or the other guy I've m- mentioned before, Kyle Pitts, for the number three pick. And um, if you take Kyle Pitts at number three, then I do think Brashad Perriman fits very well uh, in terms of being on the outside, being able to you know run deep down the field. He's big, tall, fast, um, and so he's going to be a threat that way. But he's also a bit of you know he's also a pretty good run after catch guy, and so you might be able to use him on screens and stuff like that. I mean, I think that. I think there's there's a, a value and versatility to him that fits with a Kyle Pitts approach, um, if you were to to go after that. And uh, and yeah, I, I think I I could go for that definitely. All right, on the way out here, I guess you we can propose our guys. But Simon, is there anybody out there? Because you just you just you know you're not buying on anybody. I give you four names. Yeah, is there anybody on this list? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you a name of a guy who I really like, and he'll be cheap, and he just is a good kind of under-the-radar kind of player. And that is Kendrick Bourne of the San Francisco 49ers. I think he is a really interesting player. I'm just looking for his age. Um, But he must be in the 26. 26, Yeah, 25, 26. He's He's a yak guy. Um, he's got really good hands. I think he's. I, I think I read somewhere. I was looking at him up yesterday. I think I read that in every game last season he had at least one fifteen-yard plus catch. Um, I just. I just think he's really interesting. He'll be cheap, um, and he's probably not ideally suited for that Kyle Shanahan offense. I think he's a more. He's probably going to be more suited to a vertical uh, offense, throwing the ball down the field a little bit. Um, and I think he was probably a smaller part of the offense in San Francisco than perhaps he he deserved. Um, I just feel like he's a guy that's, you know, his best football might be ahead of him. And like I said, if he lands on a team that has a more sort of conventional offense, um, I think he's a, he's a very interesting, intriguing free agent guy who could show a lot more in a sort of a pass-first offense. And, I, you know, you're probably going to get him for, what, six million a year, five million a year? Um, you know, sign me up to that. Right, Chris, do you have a guy? Because I just found another one that kind of fits the profile. He's going to be mid thirties. Oh, Des Bryant is it, Alf? <laughs> yes. No, no, Des Bryant does not fit the profile. He's been, right he's, right been he's he's been he's been he's been dicking uh, pretty deep for these uh, for these other guys. Um, really? No, I, 
I've I've mentioned guys that uh, you you know we get quick hitters of guys that I like clearly that we can sign and I'll be happy with. I've made my point really about it has to be um, pretty cohesive thing. I, one guy I haven't mentioned at all is Demir Bird, and so I would hmm. you know I, I just want to mention him right now because he's worth mentioning. He's if we're if we need a guy, we don't have enough speed, right? We don't have enough speed on this uh, offense. We know that Um, in the skill positions. We don't have to take the top off. The only guy that that is capable of taking the top off the defense couldn't catch it, you know, and that's Jakeem Grant. Um, Unfortunately. Demir Bird has 4-2 speed. Demir Bird has 4-2 speed, not 4-3 speed, 4-2 two speed and and so i think that that's you know he's a guy he's he's been in the league for a little bit i think he's 28 years old uh something like that but he's he doesn't have a lot of wear uh, you know wear on the tires um really so to speak and uh and so i think miami could be interested in him he would fit a role for sure and he played in new england this last year you know i thought he did pretty well um you know, because of his speed and because of how much you have to respect him, he just, you know, he gets open underneath and you can get him, get him the ball from a lot of different, to a lot of different places. So I wouldn't be surprised if Miami took a look at him because he definitely could fit, you know, fit um, a certain, uh, a certain space in the offensive scheme. Yeah. Now this guy that, I, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. He was actually really good for new England. So yeah, it, it helps that if we could take somebody, you know, that has that look. He has the look of a guy who, who might have found, you know, a home, a guy who can build a career somewhere. You know, I'd love to take him away from New England. But, yeah, I'm looking at this other mm-hmm. guy, and, and, you know, I'm changing my mind the more I look at him because it could have been just that he had a great year last year in Las Vegas, and that's Nelson Aguilar. He's available again. Mm. He fits every single profile you could want, yak, you know, separation, yards per, per target. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, he, his numbers are off the, you know, they're off the chain for last year, but could it have just been a one year thing with him, a team that was lacking wide receiver talent. And, you know, maybe he was looting in a riot is maybe what he, it was, what he was doing. I don't know, but he fits the profile. Simon, would you buy on Nelson Aguilar? I probably would actually. Um, and look, let's not let's not pretend he was a bad receiver in um, in Philadelphia because he wasn't. You know, he just uh, had a he, he just, had a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah, it's inconsistency and a career of kind of inconsistency. And I suppose he's been good for mm-hmm. what three of his six years, and the other three were kind of marred by drop passes and and disappointing production. I think he was a great slot for the Eagles back in. Was it, when did they win the Super Bowl? 2017, 2018? 18. Um, yeah, and I thought he was, you know, his his um, his career last year in in Vegas was was a good one, albeit in a different role because he became, I think, more of a legitimate sort of downfield threat. Um, I think he had career highs in yards and touchdowns and yards per reception. I think he had, just looking at it now, seventeen point nine yards per catch last season. So, can he sustain that success? I suppose, and um, you know. That question, I suppose, is better asked of him in a complimentary role rather than a feature one. But I, I would buy Nelson Aguilar. At, um, you know, he's coming off a nine hundred yard, eight touchdown season, but he still had nine drops last year. So that's gonna, you know, that will frustrate people. Yeah. But you know, what two years, fifteen million? You, you'd, you'd have a sniff of that. 
yeah no two years 15 million absolutely yeah now a listener asked me to to ask about this guy and i'll answer for for the guys here philip dorsett uh he's not good at football guy that's it no yeah he's not he's, he's not he's not good at football well, there you Love go. Me. He was good once. He was good for a few games in the NFL, but that's it. Uh, you know, like that's not a guy that you want to go out and add to your your squad and throw the football to. No. Yeah. All right. On the way out here, let's talk the expensive guys. I think we all we can all agree, and we've already done a couple of podcasts. Allen Robinson is a hard no. Uh, really expensive and doesn't do what we want to do, and it's kind of redundant if we have Devontae Parker on the roster. But moving on to more expensive guys, it seems like Sammy Watkins is going to make it to free agency. They're talking about $10 million a year. Now, this is a guy that's always hurt. Simon, he does take the top off of the defense. That's something that Chris was saying we need. Buyer, yes or no? No, absolutely not. I mean, Chris, no interest, right? No, not, not for me. All right, moving on. Corey Davis. Now, this one's another interesting one. He, uh, some people call him a disappointment. I don't see the disappointment. Those are good numbers that he has. He's also going to be extremely expensive. Is this a guy the Dolphins can go out there and spend some money on? Simon? Um, I, I don't think he's you know, he's reliable. I think he's kind of slightly above average as a player. He's got great hands, but he's, uh, you know, to me, when he came out of out of central, he always looked like a high-volume possession receiver, and I don't think he is anything much more than that. And Dolphins have a lot of that. They have guys who are good at winning contested catches at the catch point, which is what he does. I don't think he's a all-round route runner or a dynamic after the catch, which is kind of what the Dolphins need. So I, I don't think they'll touch him. Chris? I don't think they'll go for him. I think they'll look into him because they're going to look at anybody that's like 28 years old or younger. Um, and he's 26. So, um, so yeah, they, they'll look at him that way, but ultimately I think that Simon hit it is a little bit, he's a little bit more of what we've already got as opposed to, and I hate to get stuck on the like, you know, smaller speedsters. That's all we need to get, but still, I mean, you do have Preston Williams and you do still have Devonte Parker and you didn't get a lot of separation. So I'd like to get some separation. All right, a couple of more names, uh, a couple names left on, on the list of the expensive guys. Cor- Curtis Samuel, now he's interesting because if you get Curtis Samuel, you're essentially saying all these gimmick guys that we brought in here, Lynn Bowden, uh, Malcolm Perry, Jakeem Grant, you guys are probably out of a job because this guy's going to take all of those snaps. Simon, Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be interested in him, um, but again, I just think he's way too... He's just going to be way out of their price. Yeah, he's just going to be out of their price range, I think. You know, I, I like what they do with him in Carolina, the way they line him up in different positions. You know, I've seen him carry the ball out the backfield. He's played in the slot. He's played out wide. He's returned kicks. You know, he is kind of, uh, you know, I thought he had a bit of a rebirth, really, under Matt Rule and uh, with Joe Brady. Um, but, you know, he'd been talked about quite a bit in trades and they're trying to get rid of him. They obviously shifted him inside to the slot. Uh, he had one rushing attempt in every game this past season. Um, and you know, he is a kind of Debo, he, he developed into a bit of a Debo Samuel type, actually. Um, so yeah, I just don't think that the Dolphins can can afford, and actually, it wouldn't surprise me if they re signed him. Um, you know, mm. they just, you know, if you're looking to bring in a new quarterback, you don't really want to let your, you know, because otherwise you're just left with DJ Moore, um, and Robbie Anderson. You kind of to, to have a really good slot receiver in Curtis Samuel seems like a no brainer, and um. 
yeah, I, I, I'm not sold he's going to hit the market, frankly. All right, Chris? If he hits the if he hits the market, Miami could be interested. He's exactly the kind of yeah. player that they you know. I think that Miami wants. Miami's been looking for Curtis Samuel for years, mm. <laughs> under since John, since uh, Flores got there. Basically, they've drafted different guys. They've you know signed different guys. They traded different guys. They've re-signed Jakeem Grant. Um, they've been looking for Curtis Samuel. So why not get Curtis Samuel? That's the that's the that's the conundrum. So um, so yeah, they could they could be interested in him. Uh, he's a Brooklyn guy, just like uh, Flores. I think that they, um, you know, they might they might get along. Uh, I think their personalities mesh. Uh, so I, I think that, um, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely he's a gadget guy, as Simon said. All of that backfield stuff like that, but in addition, four three speed. So um, I think that, yeah, pay attention, uh, keep your eyes on him, and that's that's all I'll say. All right. Now, a lot of our listeners would have, you know, would have wanted us to talk about these two guys, but I don't think it's it's worth wasting our breath. One, because Kenny Galladay will be retained by the Detroit Lions. They've already he's all but locked up. If not, they will tag him. And Chris Godwin, the heavy rumor out there is that if he makes it out there, the Jaguars are willing to make him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, which mm. kind of throws us off <laughs> off of the the scent of Chris Godwin, but we'll give a pretty nice wide receiver core for Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know, nine wins is not crazy. If he has that receiver core and Trevor Lawrence is the real deal, but we've come full circle. One expensive guy left Juju Smith Schuster. It looks like, yes, he'll make it to free agency. Simon, we've talked a lot about him before. It's the moment of truth. We're only two weeks away. Do the Dolphins bid on him? I mean, I would. I, I love him. You know, he's going to hit free agency having just turned 24 years old. Um, you know, so I'm not sold that everybody, that anybody really knows what his role is, what his ceiling is. You know, his best season came when he was inside Antonio Brown, when Brown was a kind of the primary threat. He struggled a bit with injury and they moved him back into the slot last season um and he was really good you know he's smart he understands coverage he's quick uh he plays well against press because he's physical he knows he understands the the dead areas of zones from the slot um and yeah i mean i think he's a i think he's a terrific player and i'd i'd love to sign him but you know can the dolphins afford what's 65 75 million pounds that he's probably going to get for your contract i don't know um but i would be all over him like a cheap suit all right, that's an endorsement. Chris? He's got great hands, you know. Reliable. Oh, I, I love him as a player. Chris? Yeah, bigger slot, bigger slot jives well with um, Tua, I think. And so, you know, you've got other work to do if you get him because you still don't, you still haven't really improved the speed of the of the offense that much. No, but um, definitely definitely should be interested see what the price tag is i don't know what he's going to get out there what i do know is everybody's who's so turned off by you know his his antics or his his social media accounts or whatever i mean it's just come on and guys are allowed to have fun with the game and and i think teams mostly just don't give a shit and plus he's about to get his first big contract which is going to have probably language in there that says um that says you know consequences if you do certain things so um i think that i'm not worried about that and he does have a relationship with tua um 
you know, they have a, they both have a Polynesian background. Um, and I think that he's, he's a guy to watch. Certainly he's a, he's a bigger slot. He's very physical. He's got great hands. And, uh, and that you know, we had, we had, uh, we had a lot of drops. So, um, you know, that's the one thing you mentioned Nelson Aguilar. That's the one thing is really, is I, I hate to get whipsawed like, but we did have a lot of drops. We had a lot of hands issues and this last year. And so the, the, the team might be a little sick of that. And so they might, they might avoid guys that have, have that particular issue. Um, but Juju, I think is a really good player. And, and about the, the price tag thing, you know, before Kyle Van Noy, I would have said, you know, Hey, they're not gonna, they're not gonna really do anything in the, the a market. Um, now after Kyle Van Noy, it's like, well, they could have gotten maybe one a market player um if they stretched it now after Kyle Van Noy is gone yeah they they might be looking at like one solid a market player and we're not sure who that would be it could be at any position um but Juju would probably fit so yeah and for those that were saying that you know they didn't like all his antics and all that the the game he made a complete clown of himself before two of two games one of them was before the Colts game. He had nine catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. And the other one was before the Cleveland game. 13 catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, make a clown of yourself all you want, Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> all right, that's it, it. There is no more. We will talk to you guys next week where there should be a lot of news. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes on Podbean or your usual podcast provider. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.